Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. I'm telling you, if you're not using this Durachill, you're not really in the pot business. You're just on the fringe of it. So if you really want to get serious, man, this is what you need. You need a Durachill in your life. You've got the technology here to have the cleanest, purest, healthiest product. I'm impressed. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If your chiller's down, you ain't making money. And you heard it from me, Tommy Chong. Brought to you by PolyScience. I'm David Wallach. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks brought to you by Cannabis and Tech Today magazine and our title sponsor, PolyScience. We are at MJ Biz in the PolyScience booth, broadcasting with thought leaders, celebrities, and my man here, Sam Andres. Andres from Urban Grove. Urban Grove. It was a rough night last night, so thank you for guiding me through it, right? Yes, sir. Urban Grow, there's a lot of companies out here that are sort of new to the, the cannabis industry, but Urban Grow has been around. And your background in construction and building goes way beyond cannabis, right? Absolutely. Tell yeah. us about that. So, you know, I'm an architect. My company, and first off, David, thank you for having me. Thanks today, for being man. here, I buddy. appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so, I'm an architect. I started an architectural firm in 2001. Really did everything other than single-family homes, government, sector, higher education, K-12. 2013 opened the office in Colorado and got into the cannabis industry. And, you know, we created a little spinoff company, advertised, it went crazy. And uh, 2021, my firm was acquired by Urban Grow and I became the EVP of professional services at the time. Uh, I brought to Urban Grow a couple of companies that we had done business with to fulfill a vision of developing a turnkey provider, design, build company in the cannabis space. So we went from being an equipment provider, which was a traditional urban growth, to a turnkey provider, design, build, uh, everything from architecture, mechanical, plumbing, electrical, equipment, provisioning and design to construction. And there's, uh, you know, people look at... uh or I don't, I don't, people don't know grows. I mean, people in the industry do, but there's a lot of thought that goes into a grow. It's not just an empty warehouse. Tell us about the many things that have to go into it and what you guys do that's different with drawings and schematics to help people understand so it. So I think that I think that one of the greatest challenges, right, especially now when you when you think about how the markets become saturated, how the cost of flowers being driven down. How do you take an owner, balance their their capex, their capital expenditure to build out, while trying to figure out a way to drive their operational costs, their opex down, and make them really efficient to market, right? So looking at their model, understanding 
with the old saying, you take 10 growers, put them in a room, ask them the best way to grow, you get 15 different answers, right? <laughs> right? So how do you look at what a grower wants to do and balance that with developing a facility that's flexible? If that grower goes away and another one comes in with some different ideas, make it so it's workable for that new grower. And again, design things for efficiency, flow, lower that operational cost and get their cost to market down as low as possible while maintaining the quality of what they're trying to produce. You deserve a choice in your growing media. With VitaWool, you finally have one. VitaWool plugs, blocks, and slabs are made from 70% recycled content here in North America and give you the precision and control you always get from your growing media with the customer service you've never gotten. See why more growers are switching to VitaWool. Get a spec sheet and join the movement at vidawool.com. And grows are more, it's lighting is a big thing, right? It's different rooms and so that sort of thing. Tell us about Lighting, that. mechanical systems. Mechanical is a big part of that initial cost. Lighting, electrical and mechanical are really the two biggest costs that they're going to go into a facility, mechanical kind of leading that way. You know, when you think about a, a 2,000 square foot house, you're going to have maybe three to five tons of air conditioning, depending on where your house is, for that 2,000 square feet. In cannabis on single tier, you're going to have about 60 tons in that same 2,000 square feet. So think about the cost, you know, comparison. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. And what, what about environment? Does like exterior and ambient temperatures, if you're in Colorado, it's going to be different than Illinois or New Jersey, right? How does that come into play when you're planning that sort of thing? It, it comes into play, um, you know, you, you have to deal with the external environment, absolutely. The, the internal environment and trying to maintain that, utilizing rooms that you can put under positive pressure, that you're really containing that environment within a room, uh, working to the temperatures and humidity levels of different growers and what they want to see. Some really like to drive the temperature and humidity down in the last two weeks of the cycle and being able to achieve those numbers takes a pretty robust system. So. Balancing, again, that out on the, the CapEx side, uh, one of the challenges in the game. You're like smiling and saying this. It seems like you really enjoy it. I love it, man. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think I, personally, I probably designed 200 facilities now, anywhere from, I don't know, you know, 2,500 square feet up to 1.8 million. As a company, we've done... Um, over we've done over a thousand now uh you know i don't think we've ever done two that are alike um it's uh it's fun man it's a you know every client has different challenges maybe uh maybe they want to build out in a mall you know right. maybe they want to build out in an old tobacco warehouse or a historic building or a school or a prison uh <laughs> They have to get the drugs out of the prison and put the cannabis in the prison. Absolutely. But that's, that's the thing, right? Like people, uh, you think of Flint, Michigan or places, they're not just building uh, warehouses to grow, but they're refurbishing places. Absolutely. And, you know, that can have a real impact on a community when you take something that is 
more dilapidated and you're going to take it and make it transformational and give back. A lot of our clients really, you know, design things to try and give back to the community, make it something, taking an eyesore and making it something that isn't so much more aesthetic. We've had some some clients who really like high-end aesthetics. We've, uh, especially like when we get into the dispensary side of things or branding and then taking that brand and playing it back to the cultivation. Uh, I think one of the challenges that folks face is, is creating environments that employees want to be a part of, right? So the internal environment that they're working in, what does a break room feel like? How's it, you know, just feel to work in the space? Because people have options, you know? Yeah. People don't have to work somewhere. They, there's a lot of options for people to go. And again, there's a lot of Johnny come lately to this industry. You, you're, you guys bring a level of expertise that's different. Yeah. Right. I mean, you're yeah. pros. Yeah. We, um, you know, I think that the the shiny objects out there, you know, the uh, ten new technologies every day of those ten nine are junk. How do you vet them? Right. right. Find the one that that's really good. Find the ones that that are going to streamline operations and get people, you know, where they need to be. We do, when we're talking to people about lighting, we actually get the lights, bring them in house and we test them to make sure that the lights meet the specs that the manufacturer says they're going to meet. So we do a lot of research and, you know, when we throw ideas on the table, it's not like we're making things up based on theory. Uh, we're throwing out ideas based on experience. And you, you, you build everywhere in the U.S.? If someone wants to build, they can, re, they can work yeah. with you anywhere? We, we build everywhere in the U.S. I think uh, we're 20, for cannabis, 23 states and five countries. So uh-huh. we're worldwide. We have an office in uh, Rotterdam, just outside of Amsterdam. Um, we have a team of five over there. Oh, wow. I enjoy working in that office, by the way. <laughs> I, I can't imagine why. It's the Anne right. Frank Museum. It's got to yeah. be, right? Uh, exactly. A yeah. romantic cruise on the river. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's all business over there. You oh, know? yeah. Just like Vegas. All business. Mm. Do you find that uh, in building different codes, different cities, different things you have to deal with? Yeah. It's It's got to be frustrating or is it is it part of the challenge of making something unique? It's part of the challenge and that's a great point. I mean, you know, we're in an industry that's regulated state by state. And so, you know, you, you really have to look at things like um, GMP, good manufacturing practices under a, under a federal law, you would, anything for human consumption has to meet GMP because the federal government doesn't regulate edibles or smokable product in the cannabis industry. It's up to states to look at those kinds of regulations. Since some states have regs, Georgia, Alabama require GMP to some level. Um, Michigan, New Jersey, states like that. Others don't. And so understanding even plant movement, when you can actually move a, a plant out of the building in the testing area, how, you know, uh, all of those kinds of regulations come into play. Yeah. What advice do you have for someone that wants to build a grow? What should they know? 
because you said there's a lot of Johnny Come Latelys and there's a lot of technology every day, but what should people focus on? If we're having dinner, these are the things you need to know. So I think one of the most important things is have a business plan. Know how much you want to spend. Know, have a, have a really good idea of how much your product is going to cost going to market, what you want to target. Get the right team. Put the right people in the right position based on experience, knowledge, expertise, and let them do their job. Don't get distracted by the new technologies that come out. Make decisions and go forward. Get it done. Time is money. Every delay costs money. Every delay costs time. You know, make your decisions, get it done. It's, uh, it's an interesting endeavor, and it seems like you really enjoy it. How do people find Urban Grow? Um, Urban-GRO.com is probably the best way to find us. We have a contact page. Look us up. Uh, hit us up. Um, you know, we're, we're at the shows. We, uh, we're accessible. My email, sam at urban, U-R-B-A-N-G-R-O.com. And no nudes for that one, please. Sam just wants inquiries for business now that we've put it out to the entire world. You're a brave man for doing that. It sounds like a creative job. Is it a creative job? I mean, I've, you've got, you've got, uh, it seems yeah. like you've got this gushing creativity. Yeah, I, you know, I love, uh, I love it because no two solutions are the same, especially when you start working with existing buildings that are, you know, uh, certain square footage that you have to work with and you're working with a, a grower who's looking at, you know, a eight-week or a nine-week schedule and wants to veg for two or three and has different metrics and impact the size of spaces and how things are going to flow through. I mean, there's a lot of creativity. And then we have an interiors team that really helps with the branding and the image, the, the employee satisfaction side of things, working in that kind of environment. Yeah, it's, it's a blast. I love it. Well, good for you. Good for you, Sam. I, thank you for being on the show. David, uh, thank you for having it. me. I, you I win for the it. best shirt, by the way. This is a fantastic shirt. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really, really, it goes with the creativity of what you do. It shines yeah. through. So I appreciate it, brother. We're gonna, uh, this is the part I'm not good at. We're going to wrap it up. You're going to help me, okay? All right. Thank you for watching another episode of Cannabis and Tech Today, Cannabis Tech Talks, brought to you by PolyScience. My man, Sam. And my man, David. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next time. Don't forget to follow us on social. Check us out on all the places podcasts can be found. I'm David Wallach and my man, Sam. My man, David. Thank you, brother. Thank you.